Hi. So today we're going to be going more in depth on Chain of Gold by Cassandra Clare. This is the second episode in the Parabody podcast. And today we're going to be talking about the plot of the book and what the book is about and going in detail on the chapters and the storyline. So this should be really interesting. So we start out with a kind of little moment in Lucy Herondale's life from when she was about seven and she was playing in the woods and she accidentally fell into a fairy hole. Which that is because that happens to Shadowhunter children sometimes because fairies are bad people who, who they can't lie, but they find ways around it. Like they don't answer your questions directly and they can trick you even though they can't lie. Yeah. So fairies are bad. They're bad people. Bad, bad, well, bad, bad. Debatable. But yes. Oh, well, yes. Some <laughs> characters are not, but overall, fairies are bad. Yes. So. She falls into a fairy trap. She's like, what is happening? Trying to get out. But obviously, wouldn't be a trap if you could just climb out of it. (laughs) So, um, then this guy comes and saves her. And she's like, who are you? And he just starts mocking her in, like, a (laughs) playful way. So, later in the book, we find out that the boy that rescued her is Jesse. And Jesse is we find out later in the book is one of the main characters. So that's really interesting. So anyway, and then it goes back to the present, but it's not Lucy anymore. It's James and the Merry Thieves, which is James, Christopher, Thomas, and Matthew. After that whole chapter, it wasn't very long. It was only a few pages. It was more like kind of like the prologue. And then you go to the present, and James and the Merry Thieves, which is all of his friends, which is Christopher, Matthew, and Thomas, they're all, they're kind of just sitting around because they don't really have anything to do because they're quote-unquote on patrol, which is what Shadowhunters do to search for demons and kill them because they're usually all over the place. But there's this weird, like, mystery. They're trying to figure it out why... There has been no demons in London, just London, which is not usual. I mean, they're happy about it. That's good. They're not being attacked by demons 24-7. But right. they're, they know something's up. It's so, odd. Yeah, it's odd. Odd. And then, like, a rare demon that isn't usually out um, shows up and they have to fight the demon. Yeah, and then... Like, they're just wearing, they're, they're not wearing, um... Gear. At yeah, they're not wearing gear. They're not ready. They're just, they're just kind of there. Um, right. And continuing with this chapter, we get to know those characters a lot more. Like, the second that they all start talking and interacting with the character, uh, with each other, um you kind of like learn their personalities and then you learn their like friendships with each other and yeah. like how they how like each of their relationships with each other and how well they fight together too because like they weren't expecting a demon but one showed up and um yeah and they were like and they weren't even in gear cuz they totally weren't expecting it 
So, but it's just so funny, all the characters' different personalities. And if you saw them, like, I would think that their personalities clash so much, but they go so well together yeah. when they're all put together. Like, there's James, who's kind of, like... Quiet. Yeah, he's more quiet, hidden, but Friendly. he also can cause some Pro- big problems. <laughs> and then Matthew is this, like... I don't loud. even know. Loud. Loud, like, witty... Sl- yeah. like slightly i don't know flamboyant i don't know um, all over the place and christopher's just so dumb blowing things up doesn't even know he, well yes he's dumb when it comes to reality <laughs> yeah but if you want him to make you some chemical scientific <laughs> thing yeah it will be done in five minutes yeah it will be done like he doesn't he doesn't yeah. understand Christopher Most. could walk around with his hair on fire all day and not even notice. Yeah, but then you talk about some fancy scientific word that I've never even heard, like chemicals, and he's like, mm-hmm, yep. It's just really weird. And then how, how Thomas, would you describe Thomas? I don't... Thomas is kind of this big, like, tall, gangly, really nice, but also really done with everybody yeah. type person. Thomas isn't super i mean neither really is christopher it's mostly the book mostly focuses on james and matthew right um so we see that a lot too like when they have to split up and do things it's always james and matthew go together to do like the big scary mischievous stuff and then thomas always sticks with christopher to do the underspoken but still necessary things yeah, um, but it's mostly, like, James and Matthew doing the big stuff. And that's kind of one thing I want in the next book is, like, more Thomas and Christopher yeah. to, like, interactions. Because they're really funny together. And, like, <laughs> their dynamics are just so hilarious. There's um, so many aspects from this book, like, the ending, that want make me want to read the next book so much like we'll get to that later but it's just so frustrating and like no you can't do that stop i want to see what happens like this has to be resolved i know this is going to be resolved it has to be well maybe it won't it's cassandra claire you don't yeah cassandra claire really throws you hanging sometimes (laughs) but um yeah we've both been counting down the days since we finished chain of gold yeah, to until Chain of Iron comes out. So, but anyway, and then we get to the next chapter, and the next chapter it introduces Cordelia and Alastair, which are siblings, and they're coming to London. Mm-hmm. And we don't know why their quote-unquote cover story is because Lucy and, Lucy and Cordelia want to be parabody, which is like in Shadowhunter world, like a warrior term for partner in battle. Which was normal for Shadowhunters. Like, if you said you wanted to be Parabody, then everyone just was Accepted like, oh, yeah. It. it was like, okay. Yeah, that was a big deal. And they did want to be Parabody, but they were always, Cassandra Clare was hinting at something bigger. And they kept, and there was, like, s- some mentions of her dad, but you didn't know what was happening, really. Because whenever someone would mention something, like, Alistair would just be like, shh. And that's what I, I don't know about you. And that's like kind of on Cordelia and Alistair. But the second like that chapter came, I already knew that I was going to love them and their like brother sister relationship. At first, I didn't think that because 
Really? Because they were... Alistair was kind of distant, and Cordelia was, like, trying to get him to talk about stuff. And I loved how Alistair was so dumb with people, but just not from, like, a sibling aspect. I loved at the end when, like, with the... I don't want to skip ahead, but, like, with the engagement, and since Alistair knows, then he was, like, Mm -hmm. being all kind with her. And all the stuff, even though Alistair's not the one to just be all kind. And, like, with his sister, he gets down to business. And even before that, you really see that Alistair's been through some things. And, but he kind of, like, shoves all that aside if Cordelia's in danger. And he will do anything to go get her or save her or whatever. Um, But, yeah. So then, and Lucy hasn't seen Cordelia in a long time. So she's freaking out. Because she's like, ah! Cordelia, I miss you so much. And all of the are, you know, preparing for the arrival of the car stairs. And... Yeah, so <clears throat> they have this big ball plan for, like, the Shadow Hunters coming. So. <clears throat> and, and then... Then we find out that Cordelia has had this big crush on James, which is Lucy's brother. So, and then you're like, eek. Like, how's this gonna turn out? Whenever Cassandra Clare is like, oh, this person has a love for this person, but this person doesn't know. It doesn't go well. It never it goes never. well. Literally never. So I was immediately scared for Cordelia because I knew I liked Cordelia from like the mm-hmm. first while, right. just like her attitude towards everything. And so, so Lucy and Cordelia are hanging out, all this stuff. And then they stumble upon James and Matthew talking about a girl. Like Matthew's like, oh, a girl that's coming into town all the stuff, and Cordelia automatically thinks it's her. Naturally. So, because, like, who else is going to be coming at the exact same time that James could possibly like? Because there's not really any girls that he's been around his whole life. And so she just... Grace. Yeah, but not many people... No one really knows about Grace. And there's a ball later that night to welcome in all the Shadowhunters who are visiting. And... One thing leads to another, and James is dancing with Cordelia, and Cordelia is having a panic attack, you know. Yeah, she's, like, excited. She's, like, excited, but she's freaking out. She's like, what do I do? What if I do this wrong? Like, I think he likes me. Like, I know something he doesn't know. All this stuff. And then... then... (laughs) Grace, in in that exact moment, decides to walk through the door as a normal person would do, but still... Grace decides to just, like, uh show up. And, of course, in the most stunning gown James has ever seen. Yeah. And James, like, without batting an eyelash, just leaves Cordelia on the dance floor. And she's, like, in the middle of the dance floor. Like, in the middle. Because James is kind of, like, the main attraction. He's a Herondale. Herondales are kind of a big thing in the Shadowhunter world. So they're dancing in the middle. And then he just sees Grace. And he freaks out. He's like, oh, Grace. And then he literally just walks away. Uh, and then, thank God for Matthew, because Matthew just, like, yeah. sweeps in and, you know, makes, saves Cordelia from Yeah, embarrassment. And it doesn't sound like that big of a deal now. Like, if this happened at a school dance, it wouldn't be a big deal. But at that time, if you were just left stranded on a dance floor, yeah. you were, like, trash compared to the other yeah, women. Yeah, like... It was a big deal, and Matthew just kind of, like, sweeped in there and just... Because that's what Matthew does. 
Yeah, because Matthew's a good boy. And like James. Matthew is amazing. James is brainwashed. So at the same ball, Lucy ends up interacting with Jesse, who she met six years ago and hasn't seen since she fell in the hole. Um, and that's kind of when she figures out that he is a ghost and more about him and why she's the only one that can see him or basically the only one that can see him at this party that they're at and yeah and like jesse jesse's really interested because he's like wait you you can see me because like the only people that can see him are like his family yeah so then so that happened they're so jesse and lucy are kind of gone but no one knows that jesse's gone because he's he's dead <laughs> so he's so kid. yeah so lucy's just gone so then after Lucy's gone, nobody knows where Lucy is, but she hasn't been gone for super long, so people don't really notice it. And Grace is with James, and James is all like, you're here, my love, and being love. all disgusting because no one likes Grace. And Cordelia is just like, how could he? Because he just left her on the dance floor, and Jane and Matthew had to come and swoop in and save her. Thank God, Matthew. Though I mean, if Matthew wasn't there, then Cordelia's reputation would have been ruined long before the end of the book. Yeah, I mean, her, it kind of gets ruined the end of the book, but it kind of gets saved, but uh, at, in a very frustrating and hair-pulling way. Hair, a Harrendale way. It's a Harrendale yeah. way. So anyway, so uh, while all this is happening, most people are gone. It's just Cordelia and Matthew are kind of there. Um, a demon arrives during the ball, and James's cousin Barbara is attacked by it. And everyone's like freaking out, and no one could see the demon. So everyone's like, uh, "Are you sure? Are, are like I don't think it was a demon, but James, who can slip into the shadow world." knows that he saw something pull her ankle and pull her down but she's but she since she didn't see anything she's like oh i just passed out and they just think it's because her corset is too tight and then they cut it off because well, she just passed out in the parts of the caribbean movie <laughs> and so and then and then she returns back to normal and everyone were, was like oh it's fine everything's fine she just you know passed out yeah she just she just passed out it's it's all fine and then, so, the Shadowhunters teens, basically, all these teenagers that are Shadowhunters, yep, that's what Shadowhunters teens mean, um, they go on as normal, because, I mean, Barbara just passed out. If they had known that it was she was actually attacked by a demon, they would have kind of Care. been a little bit more alert, because there hasn't been much demon activity, and now that's kind of coming back, then they have an issue. So um, they go back to normal, and they have they have a picnic the next day. And Cordelia, <laughs> Cordelia loved this part. Cordelia basically pulls James apart from the crowd and is like, "What did you do yesterday?" And um, this whole picnic scene was amazing. But yeah, Cordelia just attacked James. It was really funny. But she was like, I trusted you. You left me there. It was humiliating. Do you know what that can do to a girl's reputation? He was like standing there like, but, but what? No, what? But Grace was there. I know that. Ugh. But that whole picnic scene was so funny because it's kind of the first time they're all together. You know, Alice, yeah. Alistair is there, Thomas, Christopher, Anna, 
Lemon tarts. <laughs> lemon tarts. I'm pretty Matthew eats all the lemon tarts. <laughs> yes. Uh drinks all the lemonade. Um <laughs> and then that's you know, a bunch of new characters are there too. I think that's yeah. one of the first times in this book we see Aradine or Adrian. So, yeah, and it's kind of one of the one of the first times we see Charles. Yeah, I mean we see we see Charles throughout the book more, and well, I don't like Charles. Charles is almost as bad as Grace in my opinion. But but Grace is always always bad. Grace is always worse. Charles, but okay, we can argue this later. But yes. <laughs> so um, yeah, in case you didn't know, we're just gonna get off this call and start a whole other argument on books. Like this is just our life. Like this is just our regular life is talking about books. So this is not this is not anything strange. Since sixth grade, okay. Uh. So, anyway, so they schedule a picnic, and I also think it's funny because it's the first time all of the characters like clash with each other. Yeah, they all start arguments. Yeah, and they all start arguments, and they have such different personalities. And there's Alstair getting on other people's nerves. Alstair is such a jerk in this scene. (laughs) So funny. Yeah, he's just like. It's it's because it's over the most unnecessary thing things and it's like he wants to start fights. He's bored. Like it's just completely unnecessary. He's just bored. Yeah. Then, so anyway. Yeah. But at, so anyway, at this picnic, um, another demon arrives, and this time, yeah. people can actually see it. But again, it's one of those rare demons that doesn't usually come out, and everyone's you know caught off guard because it's a picnic with teenagers and yeah. Um, one thing leads to another, and poor, wasn't it Barbara? Doesn't Barbara get attacked again? Yeah, Bar- again? Barbara, yeah. Barbara gets attacked again. This time she's killed, yeah. so. Rest in peace, Barbara. Cutting off the corset, can't save that one. <laughs> but, um, um. Yeah, and everyone but- was caught off guard, and they all rush back to the Institute to tell their parents, and their parents are caught off guard because, you know, there hasn't been a demon in London since. Yeah, forever. 1902. So. <laughs> Like, there's, and then what, before this happens, like, right before it happens, so Cordelia's just killing James because of what verbally, he did to her. Verbally, yeah. Like, picking him apart emotionally. And then he finally, she finally catches on about Grace and James. And she's like, I know that you have feelings for Grace. And he's like, oh, thank you, all the stuff. And she's like, that does not let you off the hook. And he's like, oh, oh, okay. And, um, and then, but he literally asked for permission yeah. to go see Grace. It's so funny. And then Grace shows up anyway, which people yeah. were already ruining this picnic, but Grace just like topped it off with the ruining. So it's- yeah, Grace just ruins everything. Just add Grace to the picture and everything's ruined. Can't. So then after, so this happens and right when, right when James goes to see Grace, it's like, ah, demon, Barbara. And then everyone's running. I think Charles is hurt. Yeah, Charles gets hurt. Charles. <laughs> yeah, Charles. Why couldn't Charles have died? I, I mean, I didn't really care about Barbara, but still. Charles, Charles... was important to Alistair. And I think yeah. that if Charles dies, there won't be very much for Alistair to do. Technically, kind of. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway, <laughs> after that... um. Let me think. So, Adrian, how do you say I that? Say, I literally cannot okay, say her Adrian name. Adrian makes sense, but it's like it's written like Aradine. Yeah, it's, like, 
It's like A R I A D N E. I the the D N E is throwing like, me it off. It could be Ariane. Aridin. Aridin. Yeah, I, Aridin. I, I don't know. Oh yeah, so Charles doesn't hurt. It's it's Aridine. I'm just gonna say Aridine because that sounds like a Cassandra Clare name. It does. Aridine, Pierre's, and Barbara, um, and Barbara ends up being killed. So they they rush to the Herondale Manor. And they go to the medical wing, and um, this <laughs> Uncle Uncle, Uncle Jim. Jim. I was gonna say that this is the first time we see Jim. Yeah, like in action. I mean, he's mentioned in like the first chapter, like helping James yeah. with his shadow abilities, and, but we don't get to actually see and you, him. Another mention, you know, you get that really sad scene where it's like Will is yeah. crying on the floor with Jim or something. Another sadness, but. This is the first time we see Jim, like, in action as a silent brother, you know, not communicating with anybody. Yeah. I was, like, I was really glad he was there, but I was also extremely upset that it was under those circumstances, you know? Yeah. Like, it just to give you some insight on who Jim is, Jim was one of the main characters. He was, like, the third main character in the last book series she wrote, um, which was, like, a prequel to this series, sort of. And um, he was a normal shadow hunter, and then he was on the verge of death. And when you're on the verge of death, you can devote yourself to a silent brother life. And it's basically, you're not really a person anymore. You're dedicated, like, you can't talk anymore. You speak through minds. You can't you love can't, anymore. Basically. Yeah, you can't love, get married. You can't. It's just your whole life focuses on heal, healing people and you're immortal. You live underground. You so, basically become a nun. Yeah, it's 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 not. I mean, it's really sad because, I mean, they're immortal and he just gets to watch all his friends die. And, and it, like, when you're a silent brother. And it's not like he really chose this life. It was either this or yeah. death. And, you know. Yeah. And he... Like, when you become a silent brother, your face changes. Like, your mouth is stitched shut. Like, you have no eyes. It's just, like, black holes. So sad. It's, re- it's really sad. It's really and sad Jim to see Jim like that. was the nicest. Never yeah. did a single thing wrong. I mean. Yeah. He was Jim was, like, the sweet sick. one. He was, like, sickly. And he saved Will from so many countless situations. He yeah. It was just really sad yeah. that. Jim's the one. I would... Why couldn't... I mean, I love Will, but Will kind of deserves it more than Jim. Okay, that is not fair. I mean, it's fair, because Will was a terrible person in book one. No, I'm not... I'm not... I'm not targeting Will, because I love Will. Will There's, there's like, no... But I'm just saying... You might have to crop this out, because we are getting way off topic, but I want to finish this conversation. Yeah. So, but... Will... I mean, I I love Will. It's just that Jim was so sweet and everything, and I mean, I kind of like it better because now he's with Tessa. I love how she ended up with both of them at different times and had children yeah. with both of them. That kind of bothers me, but then also I'm super happy. I read this headcanon where it was like when Jim dies, his parabody rune isn't white anymore. It's like black again. That's... My whole world has been opened. Oh my! You cannot tell me these things while we're on a call, because then I'll start ranting about them. Oh, sorry. Anyway, back to the topic. Back to this. So, Uncle Jim. So Uncle Jim's there doing his healing stuff. Being all that all businessy. 
Yeah. And then James, which is, um, Jim is his uncle. So he just, James kind of sneaks Uncle Jim away. And he's like, hey. Bro. Guess what? (laughs) And he tells him about what he saw on Barbara and like what, how he keeps slipping in the shadow world more. And he's like, it's his shadow um, powers are resurfacing and he doesn't know what to do and he's scared. And Jim, as Jim is always positive, is like, oh, they're not dangerous. They'll serve a purpose one day um, once we know more about it. You have the force. (laughs) Yeah, it's all good. And so um, then we go to Lucy and Cordelia. And finally, Lucy is like, so this guy I saw when I was like seven is back. I saw him at the ball and Cordelia is like, are you okay? Cause I didn't see anyone. And she's like, well, he's kind of a ghost. He's kind of dead. <laughs> and Cordelia is just like, well, okay. Okay. <laughs> Cordelia kind of just doesn't know what to do. She's like, what, what, what do you expect me to do Doesn't about Cordelia it? Cordelia make and then this Luce... comment where she's, or in her inner thoughts or something, she's thinking that Lucy is coming, coming up with ideas for her book or something again. Yeah, yeah, I remember that because <laughs> Lucy had a book. I think it was like the beautiful the, Cordelia. Yeah, the beautiful Cordelia, and she just she wrote like comics and these books about her about Cordelia because friendship. Yes, and Cordelia was like, oh, it's just one of these. And so, yeah, yeah, after Lucy explains this big, long thing about how she saw a ghost and, like, she saw him when she was, like, seven and he's back and she saw him at the ball and they went off and the tops and stuff, then Cordelia's like, what do you expect me to do about it? And then Lucy's like, well, I want to go visit him. And Cordelia's like, no. (laughs) And then and then Lucy ends up convincing Cordelia, as she usually as does. As Carindales do. Yes. To go and sneak. Into Blackthorn to, Manor. Yeah, which is the most terrifying it's place like the in the whole mansion, world. It's like the but worse. Yeah. It's like, especially Tatiana Blackthorn just makes it her a lot worse. though. Her hat. Yeah, that's all. That's the, the only thing good about her. With, like, fruit and leaves. <laughs> yeah. See, that is exactly what I'm talking about. That We could just get her hat, and then that we could say, this is what describes Tatiana Blackthorn. I want to make that, that hat. Exactly. No, how about you don't <laughs> make that hat? Anyway, but before they go off to Blackthorn Manor, we kind of see the chaos that's happening in the infirmary with Aerodine, and, you know, people are still trying to save... What's her name? Barbara. Barbara. People are still trying to save Barbara. Barbara's a goner. She's dead. But one yeah, to me, sad. because I care about Anna, and she's like not a side character, but kind of. She's one of my favorites. Yeah, she's more than a one side character. One of the character. saddest moments, but most understated moments for me, was when Anna like charges in to go like see Aradine and talk to her and, you know, watch over her because Aradine is Anna's closest friend. And, um,. It's just a sad moment, and it's so short, and you don't get enough from it, and I want more. It reminds me, that moment, I also felt the same, even though, even though I'm not huge about Anna. I mean, she's fine, I just don't love her. I don't, like, dislike her or anything, she's just not one of my top 
people. It reminded me a lot of in the Mortal Instruments when Jordan died, and it was just kind of a quick yeah. thing. I was, yeah. So, she tends to do that, like, Cassandra <sighs> Clare, there'll be this big moment, and then, and then, like, it'll be big to all these fans that are obsessed with this, like, these characters, and a lot of, I mean, a lot of people, since Anna's not really a big character, and Aerodine's not really a main Aerodine's character. Aerodine's not a main she's, character at all. Yeah, she's kind of less than a side character, She's like even. the friend of a side she's, character. The sidekick of yeah. the side characters. Yeah. So, and I feel like just because it was a scene between them, like, she was like, oh, let's just let's just kind of get this over with, even yeah. though fans are, like, obsessed with obsessed with those scenes. Because you don't really get to know Anna that well, and my yeah. love for her comes from the novella, where we got to see her short story in The Ghost of the Shadow Market. That's yeah. where all of my love comes from. Uh, I didn't, I didn't feel that Seriously? love. I don't, I don't, I don't have love. I have likings. You didn't for feel her. bad for her at all. Yes, I felt bad for her. I, I wasn't just like, oh, I'm gonna dedicate my whole life to you her didn't now. Cry at all. Like, I teared Dude, up. I was in I did tears. not cry. Like I was bawling, but in at midnight. Okay. I mean. Do I like Anna's personality? Kind of. It's just a little. I don't know how much? to describe it. I was She's about to say. Little... I was about to say. I was about to say a little too much. But then Will's like extra, extra, and I love yeah. Will. I don't know. It's just not. She's just not my ideal person. I guess I don't know. I like her though. I just don't love her. So anyway, back at home. Um, Will and Chi- Will and Charles Fairchild are Having like, out. yeah, destroying James, and they're like, um, "Why were you at Blackthorn Manor?" Like, but and James won't admit the real reason um, why he was there. He was actually um, there to stop Lucy and Cordelia from doing yeah. bad things. Yeah, because he heard that Lucy was going to Blackthorn Manor to um, find see jesse (laughs) and cordelia was like this is a bad idea this is a really bad idea but i guess repair body and i guess i'm kind of required to so um and um and charles so this scene kind of has this like my mom's the president i can yeah want at it draco malfoy (laughs) (laughs) draco malfoy about this (laughs) <laughs> my mother will hear about this. Um, so, but like one of the main reasons why James wouldn't admit it is because he was also kind of here. Like half of it was to save them, half of it was to go see Grace. <laughs> Grace, oh, my God. just so get over problems. her. If you think back to the root of all of the book's problems, half of them begin actually. With Grace. Half of them are literally 75%. Grace. James wouldn't be. James wouldn't be so mentally injured. Cordelia and James may actually be together, like actually. And wants them to be together, and we literally don't even. I know. know what's happen. It just really upset me be when. So mad if Matthew ends up with Cordelia. I mean, love Matthew, love Cordelia, but they're not, not meant to be together. Just like love Clary, love Simon. Not meant to that, be together. Love Cleary, love Alec. If you think they belong together, you're wrong. That's disgusting. It's, it's, I'm, they're I'm I love sorry. their friendship, but they're they're not they're love not the height no. difference. 
but you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but you're wrong. That's all. The height difference. So, um... um yeah, so James then, is all, like, I have to protect Grace. Because I went to Yeah, and so... But then they great. Then James tries this new thing where he's like, "Wait, I can travel into the shadow realm. What if I try to get over this big fancy gate that's in Blackthorn Manor?" And he is um, a brat, and he does it, and he finally realizes he he can kind of teleport, kinda. using the shadow Just world. Just a little bit. And um, and Charles was like. I advise that you stay away from Grace and her home. And um, I love how he said advise. He was like, I advise. (laughs) Like, that's how people talk. It just sounds so weird to hear Cassandra writing like that. Like, could you imagine, like, Jace saying, I advise? I advise that you um, stay away from there. What's funny is, I think, didn't Charles, like, carriage her home? Or something. I was really hoping that <laughs> yes. in the end it would be like me and Grace are in love, and I'd be like, "That's great. Go have a terrible life together." <laughs> Go, that's great. Go be brats together. So then James receives a note from our most famous brat, and it says that she's in danger. And obviously he's like, oh no, my grace. What shall I do to save what? her? It was so terrible. And it like, and then, didn't it turn out that she didn't even need anything? She literally just wanted him to run off and get married. She was like, oh, we can great. just disgrace your whole shadow family. Just disgrace your whole family. Yeah, we could be mundanes, which is a shadow hunter term for just regular humans, and it's kind of a disgrace to leave your shadow hunter heritage. It's kind of like and it, you get like your mark strokes. It's kind of like if the Queen of England one day was just like, I want to go live in a townhouse in New York City. Um, it just doesn't happen. <laughs> like, it's it's kind of a really big disgrace to just be like, I want to be a human because human. humans... Because humans are, like, disgraced. Humans are pathetic. And they're like, you were literally born from the angels. Like, your job is to protect people. And they're just like, nope, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, so Grace was like, my mother is so controlling. She's a helicopter mom. Yeah. Let's go off and let's get married and let's never see anybody again. She was like, leave your whole family, leave your shadow under heritage, come with me, because I don't like my mom. no matter how like manipulated james gets i feel like in this moment and a little bit after he starts to realize a little bit like 0.5 yeah like just a tiny bit he just be not the best person it ends up not yeah he kind of like snaps yeah he kind of snaps into logic for a second and he's like wait like why would she be asking me to do this like why would anyone ask me to do that and like, the worst thing is it's so manipulative. When he starts questioning her and is, like, trying to reason with her, like, just wait, we'll get married one day. And, you know, he's, you know, trying to compromise with her at best, which is already yeah. just annoying. But even then, she was like, if you don't want to marry me, you don't love me. And that's basically how yeah. he ended it. And, of course... Like, you don't love him if you're just trying to get him away, like, disgrace right. his whole and family. one of the scenes after that, he's sitting with Matthew, and he's so heartbroken. And you're like, James, you're an idiot, but seriously, Grace, how could you? You know? Like, I yeah. didn't expect anything less, honestly. But, 
I still. I feel like Grace. Another thing that I think is an issue is Grace is so controlling. Like Grace just seems like the kind of person who's like five years older yeah. than him, just like controlling the relationship. Like he's just like a little kid. James is like in general like a really manly he's person. He's manly and he's he, like, also very sweet. And he didn't deserve anything yeah. that she ever did to him ever. And Grace is like. He he just fell in love with like the first girl he met without really knowing who it was. And so it we know sad. that it's not really love. Because if you read the novellas, yeah. you realize Magnus Bane, who's like a very important warlock, wi- wizard guy, yeah. like turned down a bunch of spells to put on her. Which just means that they got another warlock to put spells on her. So really, I don't think James is actually in love with her. She's I so, think... like, she's the kind of girl who would, like, put spells on him to yeah, love her. Yeah, or, like, put, you know, curse her to make every man besides Matthew fall in love with her. And I feel like yeah. that's just what happened. And... No, she just became pretty. That That's she all that happened. Pretty, though. If you look at any fan art of Grace Blackthorn, it's ridiculous. There's not what you can't you can't make. It doesn't matter if you can draw or not. Your hand will just like glide on the page, and you'll produce a beautiful yeah. drawing. Um, there were after Chain of Gold, or not after, definitely not after, but in the middle of Chain of Gold, there was a little bit like a split second where I was feeling bad for Grace because Grace. Yeah, like a very of, small like, moment. Ten seconds. Um, yeah, I felt bad for her. But it didn't last very long because she manipulated James and everything so many different times. Yeah, every few seconds. I mean, there were a few seconds, but it was, like, seconds when, like, she was in the house and they were visiting her and, like, her mom. And um, she was just like, Mm -hmm. oh, no, my mom. And, like, all controlling and everything. And she just, like, Mm -hmm. was so miserable. So after James goes and sees Grace and she's like, oh, all this stuff, I'm in danger. And then he like rushes over there. And then um, it turns out just to be heard like, disgrace your whole family and come with me, which brat. <laughs> brat. Um, then he is like, this is a complete waste of my time. And he's like, but I love you. And then he like starts to think about it. And he's like, maybe you're Wait. not like, the best person. Yeah, like, maybe you're not the person that I thought you were. But he's still, he's still, like, I love Grace. Like, he's it's still like not, he, like, gonna give up Grace. He had idea, and then it was just gone. Yeah, like, he had it for a second, and then he was like, but Grace. So, after that... So Cordelia oh, visits that, Anna. I thought that was what happened. Yeah, Cordelia... And she gets, you know, invited to a tea party with Anna. And of course, Cordelia's whole family is like, you can't go to a tea party with Anna. Anna yeah, lives with alone. Anna. Because Anna's, yeah, because she's, Anna's kind of more of a, like, disgrace because she gets with all these men and stuff. And so she's not really her reputation a honorable a shadow ago, hunter. Basically. Yep. But, like, I love her so much because people are like, oh, Anna. But then, like, she completely yeah, doesn't she care. Yeah, she out, outsmart, outman any person in the world. <laughs> but, yeah, so she gets invited to Anna, uh, Anna's flat to have tea or whatever. And Anna just, like, lifts yeah. out this golden gown that she had made for Cordelia. And poor Cordelia is like... Yeah, she's like, I had this made that, for you. That gown is so significant. But also, how Anna is 
I mean, it was just such a cool moment because that dress becomes like a signature dress for Cordelia later. Yeah. And anyway, Anna. With the front cover, yeah, so pretty. Anna ends up meeting up with Matthew and taking Cordelia to this like underground club thing. Yeah, like literally, let me just say that a lot of amazing quotes are said in that flat and in that scene by Anna. Let me just say. (laughs) You literally have mentioned that in like every single episode we've done. You've mentioned it like four times. Like I've read it so many times, it doesn't matter. You can just crop it out, okay? I said it today. So anyway. I was shopping and mom was like, this is cool. I was like, it's orange. She said, so. Orange. <laughs> anyway. So anyway. So yeah, um, they go. So they end up going to this like downworld meeting and they need help. But then the downworld is like, why should we help Shadow you? Hunters. And then there's <laughs> Shadow Hunters. And then Cordelia's like, because I'm about to save your life. And they were like, what is wrong with you? You are not saving and our life right now. And she was like, Cordelia. Yeah, just James go. shows up somehow. James is like, hey, I'm heartbroken, but I'm here. And Cordelia <laughs> gets up in front of this entire crowd of people. And like, does this weird ceremonial Persian song dance thing. And I don't exactly know what happened in that scene, but I know that it was emotional, and I loved it. Yeah, it's like one of the only emotional scenes they have. But anyway, that happens, and then and the down the downworlders are like, "Wait, but you said you were gonna save our lives. How are you gonna save our lives?" And and they're like, "Don't drink your drink. They have po- it has poison in it." And they're like, "What?" Yeah, all the downworlders are uh, starting to like Cordelia because she just. Outgraced them with her presence. Yeah, <laughs> and then, and then she's like, "Oh, that mermaid that gave you your food just poisoned, just poisoned your drink." And they were like, "What is wrong with you?" And then um, they noticed that like the drinks actually were poisoned, and they were like, "Oh," and all stuff, and they were like, "Arrest the mermaid." <laughs> <laughs> so, why does this makes Shadowhunters and like Chain of Gold seem like such a childish know, book? Like, when like really it's such an it's emotional so book. Dep- it's so devastating and uplifting at the same time. But then you mention that there are like, like fairies and mermaids and vampires. Yeah, I mean, but like the fairies. When I first heard of fairies in Shadowhunters, I you, pictured well, like yeah, Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. These fairies are not like they the fairies don't they don't fly. They're just normal humans. They kind of have like pointed ears, fly. but like, they don't fly. But they're, these they're not... fairies are oh extremely mean. Like they're terrifying. Yeah, they're complete and, like, brats. They will eat you. Like, they no, they literally <laughs> like, will eat you. Like that's not a joke. You, literally. Like there was a fairy. So yeah, we don't talk about fairies who ate a person in one of the other book series. (laughs) Yeah, fairies can be anything. Fairies are scary. So, so he figures out like that he he just feels so much different, and he doesn't know what it is, and it's really strange. And I mean, it's good, but he's slowly starting to realize that Grace is not who he thought he was. Cordelia kind of exists. And all is going kind of well right now, except for with Matthew. 
and Lucy. Yeah, hopefully. But it will, it will get better. up for part two, a.k.a. the the ending of the story. How it yes. ends and what happens and how many tears we shed. Um. Yes. So, therefore, tune into the next episode of our podcast, of the Parabody Podcast, to figure it out figure out what happens in part two of Chain of Gold. Bye!